baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in ESPN 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, The Edge, rolling here on the fourth day of May, 2017. Got Jamie back in. Jamie was out yesterday. I think he was involved in uh, some of the May Day protests. Jamie's calendar, not quite what everybody else's is. So he's no, I, I a had couple to, days late on that. Had to, had to take a day off uh, to protest. Uh, and, uh, you know, Terry, you think you know somebody. And uh, I thought I knew you pretty good. But, I mean, I'm beginning to believe. Uh, and and let, let's face it, Terry. I mean, I don't mean to, to stereotype you. But, I mean, you, you look like you could have had a stint or two in the mafia. Uh, you look like you could have uh, maybe, and I just thought, and you're on the phone, so Dad. Okay, you just, you just triggered me, Jamie. I just triggered. You look like I, I thought to myself. Well, now wait a minute. Why is Terry always on this phone? I think. Well, okay, he's checking on that shipment from Columbia. I don't know, but and I don't want I don't want to jump to conclusions. I, I got to talk I mean, to that guy about that thing, you know. Well, I'm going to tell you. You, you know, uh, he is he's reformed and taking the pledge, but you know, little little shady there. I'm thinking. Well, what the heck, Terry is. You know, I'm, I'm, every time I'm thinking. Well, this guy, you know, he's. I'm ordering lunch. Look at me. I don't. I think, don't turn meals I don't, down. I don't think you're, you're. You may be ordering lunch. I'm ordering lunch. I don't know, but anyway, whatever. Well, I'm taking my pet to Dr. Weber. Our title sponsor, Dr. David <laughs> Weber, <laughs> North Monroe Animal Hospital. Yeah. Simply the best pet. You're you on the Dr. Weber hotline. I am. Yeah. US 165 North in Monroe 318-345-4545. You're welcome to text in, ladies and gentlemen, to call us. And Terry's really not in the mafia, by the way. But I mean, that's a good why. Why spoil the truth? I mean, you know. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Right off the bat, I want to get into this. And uh, Adam Jones from the Baltimore Orioles, yeah, was uh, was called a lot of racially inflamed language was used upon him. Maybe that's the right way to put it. And I didn't realize the Boston Red Sox and Baltimore Orioles were. It was a as heated rivalry, maybe as it is. Maybe I'm not as a big a baseball aficionado as the next person, certainly not as much as our friend Mark Kramer. But apparently there's a lot of bad blood there. And and so Adam Jones was uh, was just absolutely uh, treated very poorly yes, by, by some of the Boston yeah. fans. Not not a lot, but you have a certain segment of population. There's, I mean, let's call it what it is. They're idiots, all right? And, and the funny thing about idiots – they do not belong to any particular race, class, creed, national origin, religion. Or fan base. Or fan base. There are idiots everywhere. I think there's only a couple idiots. They just move around a lot. Well, in this case, <laughs> there were like 39 or 40 of them that got ejected. So, Well, they have a guy yesterday that um, was the, I guess, chief intolerant individual. And they have permanently banned a guy from Fenway Park who said used a racial slur toward another fan at the game on Tuesday, and the president of the Red Sox, a guy named Sam Kennedy, I'm here to send a message loud and clear that the treatment of others that you've been reading about here lately is unacceptable. We have to recognize this is, exists in our culture. It's not indicative of, indicative of Boston. It's a handful of ignorant and intolerant people. And so uh, Jones was uh, was yelled at Monday night, apparently uh, 
the N-word vernacular was used uh, by someone in the stands. Everybody apologized. Uh, look, they gave him a standing ovation. They, they gave him the a next standing day. ovation. And, yeah. You know, it's 2017. Uh, has a lot of this went away? Yes. Is it ever going to go away? No, folks. In the history of the world, you have racism. I mean, it, it's not going to go away. It's sort of like uh, bad diseases. You can come up with inoculations and things of that nature. There's a certain strain that's always going to exist, unfortunately. And, again, that's irrespective of what your race, your creed, your gender, your, or, uh, it's just out there. But, you know, I like the Red Sox trying to move forward on that. Uh, kids unprecedented in baseball. Yeah, I'm not sure I believe that or not. But, uh, again, emotionally charged people. You have probably some alcohol involved. Or maybe not. Who knows? Maybe the guy was stone cold sober and, and did it. But, anyway, the Boston Red Sox have banned this guy uh, from attending any of their games. And, again, this is a private business. They can ban whoever they want to. It's not your right to go to a game you know it's like the high school game you ever go to the high school games jamie or even college games or better yet go to a wee ball game where four-year-old kids play do you see people acting like complete degenerates no but i tell you uh yeah absolutely you do but uh sean and i broached this topic a little bit on tuesday and and much to your comments as well terry i think the thing about this that, that jumps out at me is um why now uh, I, I don't excuse any of this behavior. I think somebody threw peanuts at him. I think the Red Sox handled it correctly. Uh, you know, but and then there was Manny Machado who used some colorful language to describe twenty-five the words in a press conference in like record time. I mean, and they invent, uh, once again apparently the f bomb is getting more play than it should. Um, well, if you're upset, you can use it, Jamie. Oh yeah, all sins are forgiven. I guess um, if you if you're upset and you, and you you know, feel like you've been wronged. Uh, I don't think that would work for me. It, it doesn't, and it won't work for you. Um, but it does for Manny Machado, apparently. And, you know, there's no, again, I, I don't think the, the price of a ticket allows you to do that sort of thing. But at the same time, I can't believe that this is just now occurring. C.C. Uh, Sabathia even said that it's, you know, it's happened for you. And I don't think it's limited just to, the, to Boston. Um, but, again, what happens if there's a reverse situation and some guy's called, I don't know, Cracker or whatever? Uh, do we get the same response? Or you call somebody that, like, maybe is in the mafia. Yeah, or I, <laughs> like I insulted you 10 seconds in. Um, yeah. But, um, again, you know, I mean, again, this is, I don't think that's something that, uh, and Stephen A. Smith, in the lieu of this, uh, you know, the firings at ESP, and he immediately you know, when he people asked why he wasn't let go, he immediately went for the R word. I just think this is a default situation. I don't think in this case I'm totally – I don't think there's any excuse for the way Adams Jones was treated, and I'm not making by any stretch of imagination taking up for the Red Sox uh, – excuse me, for the fans' behavior. I don't think that's right. I think they were right to be ejected. But at the same time, are we now just using this as a default every time – Something goes wrong well, I think it's so that we don't agree with. It's so emotionally charged. I mean, you saw last night Ed Orgeron mm -hmm. met with the LSU football team. Mm -hmm. And they're getting ready to get up. My daughter's in finals down there. They're all in finals this week. With the Alton Sterling, uh, you can't call it a verdict, they decided not to Press charge the, the officers line. in that. And so everybody has opinions on, on either side of that. You know what? I didn't sit in the grand jury. And you know what? Neither did you. 
And so it's easy to cast blame. Hey, they should have done this or they did the right thing. They didn't do the right thing. I didn't sit there and listen to the evidence. But our, our system, Jamie, is set up to where the people that do sit and listen to the evidence make determinations. That's the way this thing works. And you can agree. You can not agree. But that's our system. But the fact that Ed Orgeron has to call a meeting with his play. And LSU sent out a memo, too. Hey, we appreciate and we understand your right to voice your opinion, which is all good. But please don't wear LSU gear when you're doing it. Well, here's the thing, too. Is that protecting the LSU brand? Well, uh, yeah. Well, just Adrian McGee could have used a little bit of that uh, of that advice. But here's my thing. Those of you who hopefully are not, but if you may be contemplating making Molotov cocktails or whatever to, to protest, think about this before you go into a rant. Remember now, it wasn't just local jurisdiction and local municipalities that rendered this. The Justice Department was brought in. Your friends in Washington, D.C. were brought in to look at this. I don't know if they're any of our friends, but we pay taxes to support them. So anyway, think about this. These were, this was at a national level, and they were brought. They came in and looked at the evidence. That's one reason why it probably took nine months to get to this point. They looked at it from every angle, everything. They took all of it into. It wasn't Baton Rouge police passing judgment on Baton Rouge police. It wasn't the Louisiana State Police passing judgment on Baton Rouge police. It wasn't. The Southern Police passing judgment on Baton Rouge. It was the Justice Department that looked at all this information. So before you, everybody just blows a gasket, realize that the top brass were brought in to look at this and saw that the evidence didn't support it. So, again, I'm terribly sorry as anybody else that Alton Sterling lost his life. Uh, that's bad, particularly because he had children. But Alton, and I'm not, I'm, this is not kicking dirt on the deceased, but, I mean, Alton had a little bit of a checkered past. He and the police never got along. That doesn't excuse the fact that he's, you know, unfortunately he's gone, but there was, I saw the tape again. And he, all you do is roll over. I'm telling you something right now. If I get pulled over on Crawley, I'm going to do everything to be nice to that policeman except until he gives me a reason not to. Because um, I'm just like everybody else. I'm scared of the police. Sure I am. I'm scared of getting a ticket. I'm scared of being running a red light. I'm scared of police. But I respect them until they disrespect me. It's a tough job, man. It, it is. Uh, it's a very it's tough, tough job. job. And, and nobody likes the fact this happened. Even the policemen that were involved, you know, they know they're not out of the woods yet. There's still going to be some things there. I mean, they were suspended. But, Terry, keep in mind the Justice Department was brought in to look at this, not local municipalities. And jurisdictions. Well, and if you're if you're LSU, and I know my daughter got a series of text messages from mm-hmm. LSU, just cautioning awareness uh, in the wake of uh, potential protest or what have you. And, and again, certainly your right to protest. I, I got no problem with people protesting. I might protest myself some certain things. Uh, for example, you know, we're not making a million a year anymore from Gary. We need to go protest that. Right. But and I'm not making light of that. I mean, certainly people are very charged on all sides of this issue. But if you're LSU right now, if you're Ed Orgeron, you're trying to protect your players from potential injury or harm. Uh, We saw what happened the last time there was a huge protest. Police officers lost their lives. Uh, Others lost their lives. Mm -hmm. And so you're concerned about that because anytime you're dealing with 18, 19, 20, 22, 23-year-old students, college kids, uh, just individuals, 
by definition, people of that age of all races, creeds, colors, background, national origins, and places of employment are emotional. Uh, you surcharge any kind of drugs or alcohol into that equation, there's a multiplying factor. Uh, you know, I talked to my daughter last night. I thought that maybe the rain down there actually was a little bit helpful in the fact that it's, it's kind of like, you know, when it gets cold, nobody really wants to go outside, and it's sort of a, a, a fusing down, if you will. So crazy things going on, Jamie. We come back. I do want to get into this. We, we hit this yesterday while you were gone. I sort of got uh, fired up. But the entitlement issue of parents, of administrators, and I'm going to give you a story about a guy that all but broke Allen Iverson's high school basketball scoring record up in Virginia. And uh, they are upset because he does not have a Division I scholarship offer. Ah, but he does. Not the one they want. You know, it's ESPN 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. segment brought to you by our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need, Bobby is there for you. Call him today, 318-342-11, 318-342-1411, Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Back in a minute. At Bancorp South, we're right where you are. Literally. Want to bank online? We're there. Text banking? Yep. Banking app? Right there again. Simply put, Bancorp South gives you the banking relationship you want so you can bank how you want. Of course, if you'd like to experience our service firsthand, we'd love to have you. So for all your banking, business, mortgage, and insurance needs, call or visit your local branch or go to BancorpSouth.com. Bancorp South. We're right where you are. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Don't put your life on the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Respect the marks. Dig with care. And before you dig, call 811. Louisiana One Call. I want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. I'm Kevin Alexander. I'm Dan Parker. Car wrecks. Medical malpractice. Accidents happen. That's how we'll meet. If you've been hurt, remember. Call 322-7373. Parker Alexander Law. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to The Edge on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Walder, Jamie Foxx, ESPN The Edge. Appreciate you spending a little bit of 
your morning with us, you're welcome to reach out to us, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Terry Waldrop uh, or Facebook, as a lot of you are reaching out, several of Facebook uh, instant messages. Uh, I do want to go this, though. A uh, young man that almost broke, almost being the operative word here, Jamie, Allen Iverson's high school scoring record, and there's a huge article uh, by a, na- a guy by the name of Jacob Bogage, I believe is his name, in the Washington Post. And basically, it's a feel-good article by the um, writer. And this kid averaged 36 points. He averaged 37 points a game, Jamie, in Washington, D.C. this year. And he came away and he broke Allen Iverson's. He came a game away from breaking Allison Iverson, Allen Iverson's high school record. And he can't get a Division One scholarship offer. The article goes into that. Uh, actually, he does have an offer. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, we're going to jump to the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union hotline and welcome in Wayne. Wayne, good morning to you, sir. What's on your mind? Man, I, don't, I know uh, you're talking about Iverson, but uh, I just called in that I, I want to mention something about the officiating in the NBA. It's, okay. it's, the, most ridic- it's the most ridiculous I've ever seen. You know, you can play in the low post and bump, 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 and then the defensive man falls out like you, like you fell out of a tree, and and uh, you, you get the call. <laughs> you know, I, I, and then last night uh, I watched this uh, Houston game and uh, uh, Harden. I guess I got his name right. He comes. He goes up for a shot, and he leans in. He basically leans in or falls into every defensive player and he gets the he's had seventeen or eighteen three point free throws taken already. That's the most ridiculous thing I ever seen. You know, he's what? he's initiating the contact and he's getting the call. And that, I've just seen this stuff over the years. The NBA basketball is worse than WWF wrestling. Uh, it's getting to that point for a lot of people. Wayne, let me ask you this. Do you think it is uh the officials that are just bad, or do you think they're being directed to do that from the league office? I think they're directed to do it. I mean, I, you know, uh, I've seen it over the years. I've been around basketball all my life. And I'm telling you, man, uh, some of the officiating, I don't care if it's peewee basketball or pro basketball. The offensive man seems like he's always gets, he can always lean, hit, or, or uh, take his rear end and back into you. And the defensive man is always the one that gets caught with his hand in the cookie jar. And I, like I mentioned, you can play the low post and you can bang all day long and they want to call it. But you can play out of guard position and you're shooting a shot and you can lean into somebody and fall flat to your face or your back and you get the call. You know, I mean, it's, it's the most ridiculous thing. It, it takes away from the game. Yeah, good points, man. I, I'm kind of going to segue back because you do have a, a great point here. I appreciate you calling. Uh, the guard we were talking about from Iverson. The officials, Jamie Foxx, had meetings on how to officiate this kid's games. Uh, the kid's name is Dom Fregala. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correct. But he got to the free throw line so much that the officials had meetings on how to officiate his game. Kids set the mark for, uh, for free throws made this season. And as Wayne points out, if you're an offensive player and you can initiate contact a lot of times, you're going to get that call. Particularly if you're James Harden. Uh, well, and this kid, going back to him, he was an all-Metro first team. He played all the all-star, all-star games, the Capital Classic. He's a good student, has a job. 
The coaches really like him. And uh, so how does he not get or, – or this is the question. So how does he not get a Division I basketball scholarship? Well, actually he does. He got a job uh, – or excuse me, a full scholarship offer at Mississippi Valley State University, Itabino, Mississippi, mm-hmm. where actually the coach there, uh, Andre Payne, is a very good friend of mine. And so last I checked, that was Division I. Uh, you're not getting the offer that you want, okay? So there's some entitlement issues here. Uh, his father said, look, he thinks about getting a Division One scholarship offer all the time. To tell you the truth, I don't get it. Even in AAU basketball, he was scoring 25 a game. Well, a couple weeks ago was the signing day. Uh, a lot of other people committed. They signed. Uh, this young man did not get that. He has also gotten some offers in junior college to go prove what his worth is. And, you know, it goes into this story about it. Age 10, he set a goal to play Division One and get to the NBA. Oh, by the way, he's a 5'11 kid. He played in a league that's not very good. And so he's putting up a lot of points against people that are not very good. You could make the same argument with Carl Malone in high school. He put up a lot of points. Class C basketball is not a high-level basketball. You had some really good players from uh, – Bobby Joe Douglas, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got Carl Malone, you got Benny Anders that played. I think Bernice was Class A maybe at the time. So, I mean, you do have people that come out that are really good players. But by and large, it's not a very high level of basketball. And so this kid didn't do real well. He did the AAU stuff, still nothing. And so there's some entitlement. And the kid says, uh, look, here, here's the deal. You hear p- people talking about where they were. And if you don't play Division One, you really weren't that good. That's what they think. And I, I know I'm a Division One player. What can I do? Go JUCO. Go go JUCO. I go prep school. Everybody thinks they're a yeah. Division One player, and people are disillusioned on what it takes to be a Division One player. Terry, we just finished the NFL draft, right? Yes, we did, sir. Everybody that's making those picks, their job's on the line with those picks. If they don't pan out, or the majority of them don't pan out, they're out of a job. Yeah, the guy that drafted Jamarcus Russell for the waiter for the Raiders, I, I thought I saw him at Walmart as a greeter here a while back. Could have been. No, no offense. We love our our, our greeters at Walmart. But uh, by the way, if you are interested in advertising on ESPN ninety seven seven, and those of you who are affiliated with Walmart, please contact. Uh, but anyway, um, you see this also as a. The situation in, in college, for that matter, if you're not recruiting the right guys or you can't get the right guys into your system or they're simply not good enough, um, you know, you're not going to be able to keep your job very long. So I'm saying this happens to a lot of kids, though. A lot of kids fall through the cracks. Either they played at smaller schools or, or they're not getting the exposure or they're playing and simple not good enough. I disagree with that and i don't disagree with you i disagree with part of the statement okay there are very and there are a few i will concede that for you there are not that many secrets out there anymore jamie well with with media social media the way there, it is, there's just okay, not right. i mean used to you would have a list of people you would work through you would talk to coaches now with all these events all over the country in aau basketball for example is made for recruiting it's made to compare apples to apples these kids go all over the country uh, you're playing in Atlanta, you're playing in New York, you're playing in Vegas, you're playing in Dallas, you, you, Chicago, you play all over the country. And all these college coaches get to go see them at different parts in the time. So you're, you're seeing that stuff. Well, what about the guy that's not playing AAU basketball? Well, there's some of those guys out there. But if you are pretty good, you're going to realize that and you're going to, hey, I need to be on an AAU team to get seen. Uh, and these people do it. And, again, I think a lot of the college coaches, nobody will admit it. I wouldn't admit it as a sitting college coach, but I'll tell you now, 
Uh, and 99% of the time, I'd much rather deal with a high school coach mm-hmm. than the AAU guys or the 707 guys. Urban Meyer goes, look, I don't even know any 707 coaches, which I don't believe Urban Meyer on that. He might not know them. His assistants know them because uh, you got to deal with them. But just the I, – I don't know. I, I think we have a problem in society and his families. And I'll tell you this, Jamie. I, I believe this. You know, we've always heard, you always hear people, you can grow up to be anything you want to be in America. That, that's not true, Jamie. You, you can't grow up to be anything you – I'm never going to be an NBA center. Ever, Jamie. I might get there weight-wise, but I'm not going to get there size-wise. I'm likely not going to be president at this point, albeit – Never saw the last couple coming either, so never say that. But you know what? Uh, you have to be realistic in, in what you're trying to do. Uh, I'm not going to be an astronaut at 53 years old. That's probably out as well, as well as an Olympic sprinter. So being intelligent about what you go after, those things are critically important in, in terms of, of dealing with kids and dealing with expectations. And in this situation, just because you want to be a Division One player, I can't tell you how many kids I have would come through my office dying to be a Division One player. Had worked hard, has has a great skill set. At the end of the day, you're five nine. Yeah, there's some limitations that you have, uh, and that's it's unfortunate. It's just the way that it is. You know, Shaquille O'Neal's never going to be a jockey. He's never going to ride a horse at the Kentucky Derby. Ain't happening. And so I think the realization sometimes is it's very difficult. I spoke at a high school graduation. I've told this story once or twice here on the air. I spoke at a high school graduation at a big high school down in Texas, um, just outside Waco. Did you get $400,000? No, I did not get $400,000. Okay. I think I got Whataburger and then a coupon for another Whataburger. Okay. Uh, Which was, you know. Well, you're getting there. Which was higher than my usual rate. (laughs) You're getting there. Uh, But anyway, you know, I was speaking and, and, you know, high school graduations, the commencement, nobody ever cares who does that. They just want you to get in there and get out of there. The kids could care less. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I realized that, so I keep it real short. So I was speaking. I had a kid come up afterwards, him and his parents. The coach really enjoyed that. And Man, we're so excited. I'm like, great. Well, what are you going to do? Coach, I'm going to University of Texas. I'm like, man, that's tremendous. He goes, I'm a football player. 5'9"? Well, yeah, immediately. So I kind of look at him, and, and the kid might 5'8", five, 5'9", five, a little small in stature, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, tops, maybe a buck 45, like with heels and concrete in his pocket. So I'm like, oh, okay, great, man. Uh, and I'm thinking, got to be a kicker. Got to be a kicker. Uh, you know, definitely not the center of offensive lineman. So we started talking. He's, yeah, I'm a linebacker. Oh. So, well, uh, you know, how did you get recruited by Texas? I mean, that's tremendous. Oh, they don't know who I am yet. I'm just going to go walk on. I'm like, oh, well, have you talked to anybody there? No, no, I'm going to go when school starts. And the parents are like, yeah, we're so excited. He's going to play football at Texas. And it's just depressing and I sort of was torn. Do I really say anything here? It's not my place. But just the lack of understanding how that process works, that you're just going to go, here, I'm here to play football. Oh, here you go. Here's a uniform. Well, now let me just say this as, as an aside. Uh, as a father, and a lot of you fathers out there can relate to this, as someone who fully funded my son Sean's education, uh, we did not receive the first penny of uh, financial support. But I can tell you one thing: had Okie Finoki Junior College, and this this is this is says what a fallacy this is. Had they approached, said, you know, your son is so academically inclined, 
that we're going here at Okie Finoki, we want Sean Fox to get a full ride. Or do, a, do you have another son, or is this Sean? I, no, exactly, yeah, exactly. Okay. I would have set my hair on fire and run naked down Cypress Street uh, had that been a possibility. It was not, and I don't mean to uh, make people drive off the road with that visual, but what I'm trying Ooh. to say is uh, easy there. Uh, you, you you try you, – you take your victories where you can find them. I think – I used to think, you know, a lot of people think signing with Texas or somebody's in all do all. But, you know, I'm if I'm a parent, I'm just as proud as my kid gets a ride at Mississippi College. Or even if he goes – we had three kids from Washington sign recently with junior colleges. There's your foot in the door. doesn't mean you're going to get a D1 after two years. But uh, as someone who is very familiar with the ju- junior colleges and, and college – athletics i mean hey it, it's all a matter of your perspective i mean you can there are kids being taken in this draft from bucknell and the nfl draft from bucknell Cutstown state uh all kinds of places if you're good enough like you said terry they will find well, you our buddy sean uh sean williams this yeah. guy joe horn he went to itawamba junior college that's exactly right that's exactly i mean right. it, it could happen there there are guys i was talking to a guy the other day we're talking about you know two and three and four star players he it was a guy that would call me about his son he goes well you know he's only a three-star player uh you know how many three-star players played the super bowl this year a bunch a bunch uh so again it's just what you could do getting that opportunity but oh this the article kind of struck me as a the writer had no idea what they were talking about and b just because you score a lot of points doesn't necessarily translate into doing well at the next level. And, I, and I'll give you another example. Tim Tebow mm-hmm. was incredible in college, and he can't get a job in the NFL. Well, is that because they don't like him or whatever? No, the skill set doesn't translate as well as they need it to translate. It happens, folks. And he had more than a couple with several teams. I mean, he, he went, I mean, the Jets, yeah, I mean, the Patriots. And he, he ran his course. The, yeah, the, he, Broncos, the Broncos. Yeah, it, it ran its course. It ran its course. And the problem is people are so delusional about it, what it takes to get a Division One opportunity we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back you're listening to espn 97.7 terry walter jamie fox solving the problems of the world every day trying to get kids scholarships nine to ten every day we uh we solve them this segment brought to you by friends at gb cooley reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause which is the special olympics of louisiana back in a minute Sometimes the grass grows so fast it feels like you live in a jungle. Here's Richie McKinney. Tame the jungle in half the time with a Hustler Zero Turn Mower from McKinney's and Ruston. With heavy-duty welded steel decks, powerful Kohler and Kawasaki engines, Hustler stands the test of time. Prices start at just $27.99 or only $67 a month. It's 0% interest for qualified buyers. Come see us today at McKinney's, your outdoor superstore, because it's a jungle out there. Don't you just love to see your mom's eyes sparkle and that loving smile on her face? This year, give mom more sparkle with a special mom's love gift from National Jewelry. Save 20% off on all pearls, 20% off citizen watches. National Jewelry has all the diamond sparkle for her hands, wrists, neck, and ears. All guaranteed to bring a smile to her face and a sparkle to her eyes. All at National Jewelry, your diamond and engagement ring store, Reynolds Drive, Ruston. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. 
Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. Ron Alexander, Clothiers for Men. Mother's Day is just around the corner. Hello, this is Ron Alexander with a message for the guys. Don't forget your mom on this special day. Remember her with a gift that's unmistakably her. You know it. The perfect outfit, a beautiful timepiece, dinner at her favorite restaurant, flowers, a special card. You know it. The right gift. Now think about one more thing. The smile on her face when she sees you. Make the effort to look good and dress well. Remember, Ron Alexander, knowing how to dress is knowing where to buy. North 18th Street, Monroe. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx rolling along. Folks, let me tell you something. If you have not gotten the Red Peach Media app from the Android or iTunes store, it is free. You can listen to us anywhere in the world. Now, I had uh, my oldest son was in, uh, was stationed overseas. I can tell you, he was stationed in Afghanistan. He's not there now. But he was listening to us on that. Uh, our friend Delario from Libsyn. Libs. Lisbon. Lisbon. I'm Lisbon. sorry, Lisbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, chimes in, getting to hear the show, listening from Carlsbad, New Mexico. So, well, Delario, welcome in. Hogan tells us Mississippi Valley State is Jerry Rice's college. Yes, it is. Uh, really close friend of mine was his roommate for two years in college. I'll tell you some of those stories one time, sometime. Uh, lots of uh, text out there. Jamie, you know, I guess we go back into this entitlement issue, and I, and I did this to death yesterday on – just what it takes and people's opinion. I'll throw this out. Do you think parents today would rather their kids score four touchdowns in a game or score 30 points and the team lose or their kid takes a diminished role and the team wins? I hate to say probably the former. What do you think the kids do? What, do you, what would you say as a general? And I know it's hard to sort of pigeonhole people individually, mm-hmm. but um, what do you think? you think you'd rather score 30 points a night? and your team is not very good, or would you rather score six points a night or not even play and your team wins championship? Well, Terry, I think there's another component here at play. Um, a lot of these parents, and I, I, I mean, I've talked to someone, uh, one of the doctors that I go to. I mean, this uh, the, uh, the assistant there, she's got three girls that play softball. Three. And they are doing – all, I mean, they don't, and she's, you know, I have the girls doing and all that, and they're always, every weekend, or somewhere, if not in Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, East Texas, I mean, it is incredible. So this travel ball phenomenon that's been started, what this is with the cost of education is parents are killing themselves trying to get their kids college scholarships. And I understand that. And, and you know, the rational parent will go, like, I don't care if it's a JUCO or whatever, those that, that are thinking rationally, I don't care. I just want somebody because I don't have enough money to pay for this kid's education. This is what, you know, a lot of parents have this, you know, phenomenal, you know, idea. And, of course, we're all excited about my granddaughter because she seems to have a gymnastics mint, but that's no guarantee. I'm still saying we got to get this. We got to get this 5013C or whatever started. We got to get this college education. Are you thing telling funded. us Wheaties box in about 11 years? Yes. Because gymnasts yes. top out about 13, 14 years old. So exactly. You're, you're closer than you think. Well, right? I, I tell you that the thought of uh, when they tell that that, that of uh, I'm sorry, Bella Caroli kind of weirds me out a little bit. But anyway, um, 
He does, but I'm just saying that a lot of these parents, I think some of it's driven by the fact that they see their kids' college education pay, and I understand that. I mean, that's relatable, but, you know, sometimes I think we get too much, uh, from I, I don't, parental pride in thinking that our kids a little bit better than what they really are because at 5'9", you're right, and 145, they're not going to walk on. Texas is not going to let that kid walk on because they don't want him killed, Um and that's one of the things about it is that you you got to be, you know, rational in your approach. But yeah, I mean, I think people feel entitled. And this kid that's got a, um, you know, a shot at, at Mississippi Valley State, go for it, man. Or go if you're not happy with that, go JUCO and find there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Jamie, I had a kid to call me one time. This uh, I'll give you guys true stories here. This, these are actually things that happened, and you know, I can give you some of them. Uh, <laughs> and if you're a coach out there listening, you might have chuckled when I said that. Uh, I had a kid one time call me from Houston. Okay. And like, Coach Ben, I'm excited. I want to, and this is when I was at Southeastern, mm-hmm. uh, Louisiana. So we recruited Houston pretty heavily, right? And so he called, like, Coach, you know, I, I'm 6'1 and 185 or whatever his man. I mean, he was, he was a guard. Man, I, uh, I'm i averaging 17 points a game. And I'm like, what high school you go to? And he called the high school in Houston, which is a, a big high school, legitimate basketball school. I'm like, man, I was, you know, and, and, you know, as a recruiter, you know pretty much where the players are at. You're, that's your business. You better know where they're at, right? Mm-hmm. And so I knew the high school. I knew the coach at the high school. I saw the team play. I don't remember this kid, especially a kid averaging 17 a game. If you're averaging 17 a game in 5A in Houston, uh, you're you're usually a pretty decent player. And so I started talking to the kid, and uh, was, well, you know, yeah, I go to this high school. I'm like, great, man, I've seen you guys play. And he kind of paused for a second. I'm like, well, you know, when did you have another game? He goes, well, coach, you know, I'm averaging 17 a game. I'm like, great. Well, uh, how long have you been on the team? Well, I'm not exactly on the team. Well, what do you mean? Well, I, you know, I play. I'm like, well, where do you play? He goes, there's this park behind my house. <laughs> and he kept stats in his park games. You know, the pickup games, like at the Swartz Rec, three on three, I got next. Well, I scored 12 of the 15 points that we won. I, like, I had seven rebounds. I like that kid's moxie. Why didn't you sign him? You should have at least gone down there and checked him out, Terry. Yeah, I play in the park behind my house. <laughs> Terry, Dear listen, God. Now listen, at, at, at some points in time, I thought I was, you know, maybe eligible for some some things. I don't, I don't know. Uh, this is kind of reminds me a little bit about uh, a dating service I was a member of in, in oh, Birmingham. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm not going too far. You don't really get to see them. They match you by personality. Now, keep in mind, you have to you have to shovel out a lot of cash. And I hope people are listening to this because I want to save some people from this disaster. Uh, the the thing, you it was called together, I should have stayed apart. De- DesperateDate.com. The I'm only aware. thing you, you're apart, the, the thing is you're together with the, the date, but you're apart from your money. A lot of money. And you don't get to see the person before. We match you with your personalities. and So... Basically, what do people do? They lie. You know, you ever heard the expression, I thought she was a 10, she was a 2? Right. And I'm not saying that I'm Prince Charming either. But you didn't I mean, put you were 6'4 or I'm anything. Thinking, I'm taking the girl's side on this and saying, well, they saw me and going, you got to be kidding me. This guy doesn't come up to the bar stool. And so, anyway, uh, yeah, that'll work. And, and absolutely. Deceptive advertising. Deceptive advertising. So, um, I gotta word? love this guy's moxie, though. He's he's he averaged seventeen in the, the uh, park behind it, not twenty, yeah, and not ten, but the park behind us. But yeah. I, you know, I think so many people get disillusioned, right? Uh, you know, you turn the television on, and 
Uh, you see these players playing. And, John, go ahead, because this sort of segues into this. I think it's a pretty interesting thing. Uh, Jim Donlin, who used to be the coach at Georgia, was on the Paul Feinbaum show, show, I guess, maybe yesterday, the day before, and he was talking about the differences uh, from Matt Canada, specifically, that he's going to see in the SEC as compared to where he was at. And this sort of segues into that. John, go ahead and play that if, you don't, if you've got it queued up. Coach, who has the best chance of, uh, of, of toppling Alabama, other than the answer being none, uh, in the West? Well, you know, everybody uh, would like to do that and like to talk about it, but it's very difficult because everybody in the country uh, models at this point. You look at the model of what it takes to win, and Alabama is certainly the the linchpin, and we saw that with Clemson, a very good team, very similar to Alabama. But you got to have somebody can make plays at a quarterback level like Deshaun Watson did, and you got to have a defense that can keep them off the field. Uh, you know, I think a new influx of offense – we're going to see maybe a little bit better running game from Alabama, although it was tremendous last year. But I look, I think they'll look to run the ball more, and Hurts will flourish like that. But, uh, you know, everybody's excited about LSU, new offense. Canada is a very uh, innovative coach. He knows how to uh, get people in different formations and, and move them around. But one thing I would caution anybody that gets too optimistic, it's a lot of difference in this league after you've been in other leagues to come in here and go into uh, – uh, to uh, coach against uh, Saban or go down to Florida and play, which they got to do. LSU plays some road games up to Tennessee. These guys run faster than other leagues. They tackle better than other leagues. They cover better than other leagues. And all of a sudden, these plays really look good, but they don't work against these teams. So you got to find a, a reality pill here to understand that uh, coaches don't win games. Players do. You can put your guys in position to win, but I guarantee you that having the good players helps a lot. And uh, I think with guys at running back, they got a good start there, but they lost some good players too. Yeah, I mean, everyone did. Uh, I mean, you look around the, the West, and you always wait for or, or anticipate maybe someone coming out of the pack. Uh, you got Arkansas, A&M, uh, schools that, that are con their concerns from the, the, uh, the fan base of both. Uh, what, what, what will it take for one of those schools to get it right? Well, from Arkansas' standpoint, I really like Allen at quarterback. I mean, he needed a red badge of courage last year, all the hits he took and all the problems they had protecting him. But he you know, interesting point in that uh, Donlin says, look, you got the plays that you used to run in these other leagues, that's great, but it's about the players. And that is something that so many people don't get, Jamie Foxx. I mean, go to any game at any level in America and you have more offensive coordinators sitting in the stands that, you know, they got to run the drag play across the middle and the flood of the zone. And, you know, they, they throw out some – uh, football porn, if you will. Sure. They, they have some some verbiage that they're really not sure. And some of them know a little bit. Some of them don't. I don't know anything, so I can say that. And it's easy to go. It's schematics. I have that argument with people all the time. I try not to argue with them anymore because they're set in their ways. It's not your scheme, folks. It is your personnel. Now, as a coach, it's up to you to come up with a scheme that fits that personnel. In other words, if you're LSU and you have Leonard Fournette the last couple of years, it makes no sense to throw the ball 60 times a game when you have the best back in the country sitting back in your backfield, right? I if, mean, if he's healthy, if he's if he's healthy, right? And if you have Andrew Luck, it makes no sense to run the ball eight million times and not use 
that ability that he has. So as a coach, you are absolutely responsible for that. But as Dylan points out, you can have the coolest plays in the world. You can have the notebook from, uh, what is it, Coach Klein and the Water Boy, the magical green notebook. Woo, look at his super play here. If you don't have players to run the plays or if you have better players, you're likely to win. Terry, no bigger uh, person than Barry Switzer brought that out yesterday if some of you got a chance to see Hold that. Hold on to that one because I want to hit the break and yeah, come back oh, to we're, that. We're up against the but, break, Yeah, because so. that's going to be a great Barry Switzer quote. Barry Switzer, like him or love or, or hate him, the guy is absolutely gold standard. He tells you the truth, no holes barred. Switzer would be great on the edge. He, we, just, he just comes in and blows stuff I up. I wonder how much he wants to get paid. I think we could, uh, we could sell John Tabor. Yeah, yeah, we could. No, we, no, Tabor stays where he is. I'll take Tabor over Switzer any day of the week. Good stuff, man. You're listening to ESPN 97.7. This segment sponsored by our friends at Spa Novell. Oh. If you got a uh, graduation coming up, if you got a birthday coming up, whatever you have coming up, these people are absolutely the gold standard. Go see them on Lammy Lane and Monroe. Pamper the special people in your life. Spa Novell, 807-1060. Still offering that get out of jail, uh, excuse me, get out of the doghouse. Yes, get out of the doghouse. Get, get out of jail, and, then go to Spa And, and wife daycare. You want to make yeah. her happy, send her to wife daycare. You can watch the games uh, with no interruptions. Ingenious, Terry. I have to yeah. give you kudos on no, that, that one. That's Spa Novell that came up with that. I would not have Moxie to say that. <laughs> However, the fine ladies there do. Dude. Spa Novell, 318-807-1060. Back in a minute. On the hunt for great gifts? Then set your sights on the Duck Commander Retail Store in West Monroe. As seen on A&E's Duck Dynasty, come on in for Duck Commander and Buck Commander merchandise. Caps, t-shirts, kitchen items, cookbooks, hunting apparel and gear, DVDs, and novelty items that will make any person happy, happy, happy. And just in, Cy, Phil, Willie, and Jace Robertson bobbleheads. Hunt no more. Come to the Duck Commander Retail Store. Now open 117 Kings Lane, West Monroe. Call 38. Online at DuckCommander.com. J. Mallard Ford Lincoln has sold a bunch of new cars and taken in a bunch of trades. So the lot is filled with over 65 clean used vehicles at nice low prices. Trucks to SUVs, certified pre-owned Lincolns to economy cars. Many under 10,000 and most qualify for the convenient buy here, pay here program. Remember, if they don't have it, they'll go get it. Check the inventory at jmallardford.com. J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do. You gave me hope. You fought for me. You treated me like family. Now we say thanks. It's good to know we can count on Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. A home is your comfort, your shelter. It's a place where you grow and become. I always wanted that for us. A backyard to play in. A front porch to call ours. A home we could be proud of. Because of Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, we were able to have it. Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, making good things happen. I'm bad, and I'm better than ever. Better for making things better. 
888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, The Edge here, closing it down on a Thursday morning. Appreciate you spending a little part of your day with us. You can reach out, call us, or text us. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762. Ken from West Monroe chimes in. Uh, talking about our, our travel ball mm-hmm. thing. He goes, uh, wrong. Parents are not pushing their kids to play travel ball, hoping to get an athletic scholarship because they can't afford college tuition. If they can afford to play travel ball, they can afford college. And there's a lot of different ways to fund a college education without having an athletic scholarship. The only reason parents think uh, that they do do travel ball is because they think little Johnny's college material, even beginning in the eighth grade, they think that. Yeah, they want a scholarship for athletic purposes, but it's not for financial reasons. It's because they truly think their child is good enough Pride, you might say, but in all honesty, most of the kids couldn't even sit the bench on a D3 school. Ken, thanks for your uh, – for your. some of it I agree with and some of it I don't. I'll, I'll put it in perspective. I think it depends on who you talk to. Uh, baseball is a little bit – well, it's not a lot. It's not a little bit. It's a lot higher socioeconomically on the scale than, say, football and basketball, for the most part. You're going to have a more high-end like, – like golf in college, Jamie. The kids that come, that, that play golf on scholarship, they typically, and I would tell you, and I don't have the statistics, but I would tell you it would be 90-something percent, come from highly affluent, most cases, backgrounds. Why? Because you got to be a member of a country club to play golf. It costs a lot of money. A lot of people that are on low and medium incomes, you know, they, they're buying baloney. They can't afford to go buy a new set of ping golf clubs. And, and no disrespect to that, so there's an affluency factor in golf uh, maybe tennis, some of the other sports. I think baseball also is another one. And, again, here's the misnomer people don't get in college baseball. And I've got a ton of my friends that are college baseball coaches. We talk about it. You see college football and basketball. You see it on ESPN. You see it at CBS, all these. You assume everybody out there is on a full scholarship. Jamie, a full scholarship in baseball is like Bigfoot. Everybody claims to have seen it. They even got pictures of it, but they're really not sure. This was, I got this picture from my aunt who got it from a friend of hers who got it from the mailman whose kid took the picture mm-hmm. 10 years ago. It, it doesn't happen. You don't get full scholarship. Very few kids, most baseball kids, and it would alarm you to look at LSU. If they ever released what their scholarship stuff is at LSU, one of the most elite baseball programs in America, it would stun you to see what those kids are getting scholarship-wise. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't stun you going, oh, my God, I can't believe he's getting that much. You'd say, oh, my God, I can't believe he's getting that little, if anything. A lot of those kids don't get anything in baseball. Or you get a third, or you get a fourth. Or you get your books. That's yeah, it. I mean, that's it's yeah. an equivalency sport, folks. And you see football and basketball, by rule in Division One, it's a full scholarship or nothing. Anybody ever walks up to you, and tells you, hey, my son got a part scholarship to play football at a Division One school. They're lying to you. It doesn't exist by rule. It is a headcount sport. It is full or it is nothing. So going back to Ken's text, Ken, for some parents, absolutely is about the money paying for college. For some, not so much. But what they do share is they all share that belief that their kid might be that special one, the next LeBron, the next Jeter. Um, well, you brought that up. I mean, I, and to his point, I, I do understand because I, I believe 
softball is probably like it's only nine scholarships and they have to divide that out among 26 or whatever or 30 players so but and I don't blame parents I mean they're they're trying to get their kids if you can get any kind of financial help I guess it's better than nothing but now I mean you spend thousands of dollars uh you know trying to get them it's kind of like it's the same way though and in, in other things, other activities your children participate in, it costs a lot of money. Uh, I'm seeing that right now uh, with my granddaughter. I mean, it, from dancing to tumbling to, uh, you know, your kid, your child plays softball. I mean, it costs a bunch of money. I told my child no one time in a sport. You did? Yep. Want to know what it was? I have no idea. Ice hockey. We were living in Arlington, Texas. And he wanted to play ice hockey. And his friends were playing ice hockey. Well, they, you know, ice hockey, we're talking about ungodly expensive. You have to rent the ice. You have to get the, I mean, it, Jamie, it's on, It's another house payment. And so he was like in fourth or fifth grade, I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing it. No. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, we're talking like a thousand a month. Holy muck. Are you kidding me? Well, volleyball. You go over yeah. there. I've got a, a, another great friend of mine. He's actually a high school coach. His daughters, two daughters, played volleyball, club volleyball at the same time, and they're paying like fourteen, fifteen hundred bucks a month for both those kids. It's unbelievable what these people are making. You know, if you have a, a, a basketball guy, the only guy that I've endorsed and, and I still do is my good friend Sean Derek Downs, mm-hmm. who, who has, you know played at Wasman and played uh, collegiately. Was playing professionally for a while. He comes on the show from time to time. Everybody asks me in this area, "Hey, who do you?" There's only one guy, and I'm sure there's other guys out there that are okay. Uh, I love Sean Derrick Downs and, and what he does. I think you get your money's worth. But you would be amazed at the clowns. And, and I use that word, and I'm trying to be derogatory here. So if, if you're getting what I'm putting out, the clowns that will charge you unbelievable amounts of money, they got a bag of balls and some cones, and they are skills coaches. It is unreal. Uh, and that's just on the basketball. I can't speak. I'm sure there's some really good baseball people and football people. And, you know, I can't speak. To, I can speak to the basketball stuff. I've watched some of these guys. And it's literally, it's if it weren't so sad, it'd be funny. And these parents are just shoveling out all kind of money. You know, Terry, since I've moved back here, one of the things that really, you know, and I, here, God love us, I guess we can, we take our victories where we can find them. But what I have seen a plethora emerging are three things. Donut shops. And we, we know why those are emerging back although we need it, car washes, and sports performance facilities. I've seen those crop up everywhere. There's more than one or two here. And it's like, I mean, that's to the point we were speaking In real estate agents. Parents are willing to fork over. There has to be money to support these facilities. Absolutely. So parents are willing to do it, and, and God love them. But, I mean, my goodness, what it takes now to, to raise a child and, and to get them, and particularly if you think, and I don't blame these parents, but I think sometimes, like you said, sometimes our, our judge of their of their talents. I mean, only at, at the end of the day, it's only John Calipari that makes the difference if he thinks your kid's good enough or even the coach at Mississippi College. I say if the coach at Mississippi Valley State thinks I'm good enough, I'm saying – I'll get my kid there. You just pay for his education, and uh, but nowadays we don't see that. You know, this this is this is how this all started. This conversation started as a young man thinks his abilities are better than what other coaches. And the 342 are. Division One coaches of the 342 Division One coaches, mm-hmm. only one has offered him a scholarship. Kid hasn't visited, but yet they are offended because I mean, how can I break Allen Iverson's high school record and not get? 
you know, I should be going to Duke or North Carolina. No, you're probably not very good in the scheme of things. Doesn't mean you can't play. I had to sell people that uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went and saw a kid play in East Texas, and, man, the parents were all fired up. They were just sure this kid was the next Larry Bird. And I watched him play, and, and what do you think? Well, guys, he's not a Division One player. I mean, I'm sorry. Boy, you would have thought that I just poured water on a beehive. How can you say that? He's averaged this and he's done that. Did he done... sign anywhere? Yeah, he went Division Three, which is what I told him he was going to do. Yeah, well, that's and, okay. There's no shame. There's some no. very, very good Division Three pl- programs Absolutely. and players out there. People get delusioned on how good you really have to be. I had a, uh, a uh, Major League scout tell me one time, and I kind of laugh at my oldest son. He played in Dallas-Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. He played at the highest level. He played at a 6A school. Uh, everybody from Chris Bosch, uh, Darren Williams, all those cats are about the same time. And just to survive on the court, <laughs> yeah. just to be on the court, and they had a very good team. They ended up making the the, the quarterfinals in, in, five, in 6A state playoffs back then. Pretty impressive. But, yeah, just to survive, your, your game went up. And then you see these other teams that they've really not played anyone. Uh, they've got a good player, but all of a sudden when that guy plays against another college-level player, he's just he's pedestrian. And so challenging yourself against really good players, and I think if the AAU system does have a advantage, I think it's that. I get to play against the best there is, and you hopefully have it uh, where that guy's playing his best as well. Uh, I saw another game last year, and this was in, uh, this was in actually in South Louisiana. Uh, I had two Division I coaches ask me to go to the game and go watch a kid play. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a big-time rivalry game. It was in December. It really didn't mean a whole lot. It's a tournament game, Jamie. And so I'll go watch this kid play. Well, I watched him in warm-ups. He was lazy. He was big-time, and it flipping shots up. And I'm like, okay, that's what it turns. And there's a bunch of college coaches in there, so it's not like the kid didn't know it. And I watched him play. And he was lazy in the game. Sometimes he played. Sometimes he didn't. He pouted at every call. His team was on the back end of a huge run. And this kid was the best player in the gym now, uh, talent-wise. Lazy, blamed his teammates, yelled at his coach. Um, just really turned me off watching him play. And if he does that to his high school coach, what do you think he's going to do in college? And so the guys called me after the game. I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to be real direct. I wouldn't touch this kid with a 10-foot pole. Mm-hmm. And this was two or three years ago, and he's transferred two or three times in colleges since then. So he becomes somebody else's problem. But attitude is everything. you got to have some skill sets, your attitude, your demeanor, all those things factor in. We've solved the problems of the world today. We will do that again tomorrow. Thanks for listening today, folks. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union hotline and text line. PowerWorks Gourmet Pizza by Design, GB Cooley. Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Who am I missing? We got PowerWorks. We got, oh, I got, I got Dr. David Weber. Oh, Spa Neville. Spa Neville. I, I, got a bit spa. I, I need a. This uh, is a great day to go to Spa Neville. I might go to Spa Neville. I might need it after they this one. And our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North yep. Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world, ladies and gentlemen. Go see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. You guys have a great day. Make sure you stay tuned to Sean Fox and the Sports Company this afternoon. Yeah, I hope he wasn't listening. This high morning. entertainment. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, we're going we're gonna to call into question his academic career. <laughs> At some point, Please I'll put don't. it up against mine, and we could put them together, and we probably wouldn't start a race to the bottom. Yes, but we have degrees, which tells you anybody can do it. For JB Fox, for John Tabor, I'm Terry Water. Below, how folks have a great day.
Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it on. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com.